Welcome to the podcast for Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. I'm Pastor Kristen Stone King. Our mission at Epworth is to live out God's love for all. We strengthen our faith as we worship, study, develop a creative, supportive community, and serve others. Together, we encourage each other, challenge each other, and welcome all people on their journey of faith. We are a reconciling congregation, meaning that persons of all sexual orientations and gender identities are welcomed to help transform our church and our world into the full expression of Christ's inclusive love. We are a sanctuary church, advocating for the rights and dignity of immigrants, and we stand in solidarity with the movement for Black Lives. Our podcast blends a taste of the music that we experience here in worship on Sunday mornings, along with a scripture reading and a message. I come with joy to meet my Lord, forgiven, loved, and free. has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you my servants any longer because a servant does not know what the master is doing. 
but I have called you friends. Sometimes I remember the old days when the world was filled with sorrow. You might have thought I was living, but I was all alone. In my heart, the rain was falling, the wind blew, and the night was calling. Come back, come back. I'm all you've ever known. Open the door and come on in. I'm so glad to see you, my friend. More like a rainbow coming round the bend. And when I see a heartbeat, well, it sets my heart free. I'd like to be a good always see me through the haze the smiles would reach me then okay saying goodbye saying hello soon I knew just what I was after was life and love tears and laughter oh my good friend hello my darling what do you know
a friend to you as you are to me. pray with me, please? Gracious and loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, I'm going to let you in on one of my most exciting discoveries during the pandemic. Okay, here it is you can have access to pretty much the whole Berkeley Library through your smartphone. Some of you may have discovered this long ago, but it was the pandemic that shifted my joy of browsing in bookstores and libraries to my screen, where I now make lists of borrows and holds and categorize the books that I want to read with tags. It's actually incredibly simple to download an ebook or an audiobook to my phone. My phone tells me when my holds are ready, and I can get them with a simple tap. I can read them on my separate Kindle or stream them, stream them through my phone to my car radio or to my earbuds. I've begun looking forward even to doing the dishes and folding the laundry so that I can listen to my audiobooks. And here's another secret, which may be something that you already know. If you, if you don't live in Berkeley, don't despair, because you don't have to live in Berkeley to have a Berkeley Library card, though you actually do have to be a resident of the state of California. I typically like to have two to three books going at once, with one of them being nonfiction or a memoir, and one being fiction. A few days ago, I finished Anne Patchett's The Dutch House, which was a finalist for the 2020 Pulitzer Prize for Fiction. It's ostensibly the story of a brother and sister who live in a large house built by Dutch tycoons at the turn of the 20th century in suburban Philadelphia. Their father, who has become wealthy, Purchase this, purchases this Gatsby, Gatsby-esque house, but through a series of events, they lose their father and the house before the younger brother is out of high school. The house then becomes the object around, the rest, uh, around which the rest of their lives orbit, hence the title. But while the book is named after the house and the brother and sister dominate the dialogue, the book is really about something else, or rather someone else, who is omnipresent in her absence. That someone is their mother. The book is really about their mother and the feelings they have for her and the impact she has had on them, even though she has done precious little direct mothering. The story goes that there is a lot of coming and going by their mother, when they are young, she's, she's there, and then for days, she's not there. 
until finally she leaves for good when the brother and sister are about uh, four years old and 11 years old. She takes a boat to India to help the poor. Ann Patchett says she wrote the whole book, then threw it away and started again. Why? Why? Why did she do this? Well, Patchett says, I wrote this book, got all the way to the end, read it, hated it, threw it away, started over. And I mean completely. When I realized, uh, what I realized in having it bomb so completely is that you cannot write a sympathetic character who leaves her children for ethical reasons. There is definitely a different standard for men and women, and I wanted to take that on, she says. And then she says, and I realized I couldn't. We sing songs about Odysseus, and we pray to the Buddha, both of whom left home, and nobody thinks about their children. And so Patchett goes back to the writing of the book and changes her approach to the character of the mother. What Patchett creates instead of a villain or a saint is a very human, very complex character who is also a mother. The love of the mother in the story for her children is very real and very true. But she also finds great meaning and purpose in serving and feels called to give care and love to the whole world. She cannot conceive of how to do both. And so she responds to this inner pull, which leads to some other choices, which ultimately lead to her absence in her children's lives. This causes her and her children great pain. There are some who might say, she was not a good mother. She did not love her children enough. But the story is so much more complex than this simple binary of good or bad. Our scripture today from the Gospel of John is about love. To describe and define love is always an elusive task. In this scripture, Jesus says, As the Creator has loved me, so have I loved you. Remain in my love. When Jesus says, as the Creator has loved me, we have to wonder, does, does he mean like a parent loves a child? Or is this in the sense that Jesus and the Creator are the same? So is it possible that he also means a, here a kind of self-love, a, a kind of self-compassion to remain in his love? Another book I'm enjoying reading is called Maybe You Should Talk to Someone, written by therapist Lori Gottlieb about the goals of therapy and mental health. She says, in therapy, we aim less for the answer to the self-esteem question, which asks, am I good? Am I bad? And more for the answer to the self-compassion question, which is, am I human? To move beyond ideas of good and bad and to move into an acceptance of one's humanness seems to be the height of what it means to love. Mothers and our relationships with our own mothers and our relationship to ourselves as a mother, if we are mothers, are some of the most complex relationships in all of life. To think in terms of a good mother or a bad mother 
surely does a disservice to everyone. To say instead mothers are human opens up a whole new way of understanding and relating, one that seems to get much closer to the kind of love that Jesus is talking about in this scripture. We talk a lot about the importance of God coming to us as a human, as God in Jesus being human, and what that means for us in terms of God's understanding of what it means to live this earthly life with its joys and disappointments, the times when we wish we could take back something we've said or do something differently, as well as the suffering of loss and the joy of connection. But what we also need to remember when we talk about the importance of God being human is that in Mary, the mother of Jesus, God's mother, God's mother was also human. The mother of God is human. And if even God's mother is human, what we are to understand is that there are no perfect mothers, just as there are no perfect people. In preparation for this sermon, I asked my own daughter if she could think of any examples that showed how human I was. She couldn't think of anything except for the time I accidentally closed the car door on her fingers. She escaped, fortunately, with some swelling and bruising, no breaks, thank goodness, but it's something that can make me feel terrible still to this day. But short of that one incident, she drew blank. Then about 30 minutes later, I was driving her to a lesson, and I noticed she seemed pensive, withdrawn even. I asked her what she was thinking about. Nothing, she said. Really, I said, because you seemed like you were thinking really hard about something. Well, she said, when we were talking about fostering kittens, I had something I wanted to say that was a bit off topic, but you said, not right now because you wanted to keep talking about the kittens. Sometimes when I have something to say, you say it's not related, but it is related, just in a distant way. And I asked her if I could share this for this sermon. I realized that my plowing ahead, even for the purpose I thought was altruistic, and for her, had cut her off, maybe even caused her to feel diminished. These were two moments, one that I feel terrible about and one that I wasn't even aware of that had done some measure of harm to my own child, someone who I love the most in the world. So then I asked her, are there times when I've brought you joy? And she said, every day. In the scripture, Jesus goes on to say, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Jesus has loved us as we are, as humans. And so if we are to love one another as he has loved us, we need to love in compassion and self-compassion, answering that question for ourselves and for others, am I human? With a resounding yes, yes. And so if we are to love as Jesus has asked and remain in that love, we need to brace, embrace our humanity. On this Mother's Day, 
I hope you get to do what brings you joy, whether that is being in nature, sipping a cup of tea, or browsing the Berkeley Library on your phone. I hope you get to be with the people who love you in all your humanness, who have nurtured the best in you, and who saw you in all of your fullness. And I hope that in by remaining in this joy and love, you have love to share with yourself and with the whole world, with this full human community. Amen. For everyone born, a place at the table. For everyone born, clean water and bread. A shelter, a space, a safe place for Passion and peace.
been listening to the podcast for Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. Wherever you're located, we'd love for you to take a next step in growing in faith in this community. Our online worship is at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings on Facebook, YouTube, and on our website at epworthberkeley.org. Or you can fill out an online connect card at epworthberkeley.org backslash connect. Have a great week. You shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills will break forth before you. There'll be shouts of joy and all the trees of the field will clap, will clap their hands. And all the trees of you